Hey, everybody. Are you enjoying Mark and Dan Meets World? You do? Then there's a really good chance that you also like comic books. If that's the case, then you need to check out Dan Brown and Heyman Save Christmas. Yes, the co-hosts of this show and my best friend, comedian Dan Brown, wrote his very own comic book series. You're going to get lost in the action comedy of the terrorist attack at the North Pole. And a comedian who has to save his beloved holiday with his trustful St. Bernard. Check it out. Get the whole series. Read all three books. Read them again if you want. That's at danbrowncomedy.com. That's danbrowncomedy.com. Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Podcast. Mark and Dan. Welcome back to another episode of Mark and Dan Meets World. I'm Dan Brown. <clears throat> I'm Dan Brown. Mark, wake up. We're doing a podcast. Mark, wake up. We're doing a podcast. Mark, don't wake up. We're not doing a podcast. Oh. Hey, we are doing a podcast. Would you look at that? <laughs> Welcome, Mark. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Mark and Dan Meets World. Today, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 19 of Boy Meets World, the episode called Kid Gloves. It aired March 25th, 1994. And on IMDb, it got 7.9 out of 10 with 169 votes. Nice. Well, it was 169, so it's 100 oh. times better than a regular 69. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so the Disney Plus description is, Corey receives a necklace for his birthday and loses it. La- last week when we were talking about what the Disney Plus description was, I was confused. Like, And then you were confused because we were like, wait, what fucking episode was that? So this one, I knew which one it was. It was the one where he goes swimming, the scuba duba one. So they established it's his birthday. And they get Corey no cake. There's a number of things up here later. But yes, it's apparently Corey's birthday. Yeah. There's no cake. No one actually wishes him a happy birthday. Yeah, no cards. The only gift he gets is boxing mittens. And, and like, they never say, did he turn 12? Did he turn 11? I'm assuming he's turning 12 if he's in the sixth grade. Yeah, I assumed he was turning like 12 or 13. 13 but mainly it would have to be 12 yeah so his so we're establishing his birthday is march 25th but that's my problem though too is that in later seasons in 19 uh in 1997 literally Corey's birthday the episode where he gets his license yeah aired january 17th okay so they must really suck at they're really blading his birthday with this one. So he probably turned 12 two months ago. And then they're just now getting around to celebrating his birthday. Kind of half-assed. Yeah. And his dad's giving him his becoming a man gift two two months after his birthday. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> Happy birthday uh, from two months ago. Here, here's some, here's a necklace. But I do got a question for you. So we, yeah. the, the, the show starts off. They're going over the different clubs. And they're going over, there's the debate team, there's the upholstery club, 
There is the vocabulary <laughs> club. Yeah, and I didn't know what that was. I had to actually look up what upholstery was, and I spelled it wrong. And thank God for Google for realizing there's enough idiots out there like me. (laughs) (laughs) And of all the things, then he says scuba, which one of these things is clearly not like the other. Yeah. And I would have just assumed everybody would have wanted to do scuba club. But have you ever done this in school where, like, there's a project or there's a club or something and you would think, Oh, everyone's going to want to do it. But then you realize not everyone wanted to do it. Yes. Uh, that happens so many times. So when I was in middle school, I was like, yeah, I want to be in band because Tommy yeah. Lee was in band. All like all the, all my favorite drummers were in band. I want to be in band and be like a kick-ass drummer. And like, I had to like fight to like get in there just so I can do it. Went there and like nobody fucking did it. And the people who did do it, didn't really want to play drums. So I yeah. became like the head drum guy because nobody else wanted to do it. What about you? Yeah. I remember um, really early in school thinking the talent show was like the coolest thing and everyone wants to do the talent show. And it turns mm-hmm. out like there's only 10 kids that want to lip sync. And... <laughs> Dude. Yes. Why the and, fuck and did one... kids, they did that at my high school too, where they wanted to lip sync songs. Why was that a thing? I don't know, but I remember, I remember one kid, Evan, while everyone lip synced, he actually went up and like, I remember seeing this on like one of those, um, like Nickelodeon TV shows where it was like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, show us your crazy talent. And some kid stuck a roll of quarters in his throat. <laughs> <laughs> so in between somebody doing La Vida, live in La Vida Loca and uh-huh. then somebody doing, if you want to be my lover, <laughs> up goes Evan and I'm just like. Wait till you see his interesting trick. And so both of those people are doing like three minute lip sync songs. He just goes up there with a roll of quarters, puts it right up against his neck, (laughs) pulls his arm out. (laughs) Quarters don't fall, grabs it, walks off. And then like awkwardly, you see like one of the teachers start to clap because like nobody was quite sure what to do. (laughs) That's hilarious. Have you ever gone scuba diving? I have. I went to Mexico. Uh, a couple of years ago, probably about 2010, a couple of us went scuba diving and everybody loved it. Like my wife went, she was just like, oh, wow, look, there's a barracuda. There's some starfish. There's like all these tropical fish. I never really get to see. My brother got to see it. He loved it. And then me, I have astigmatism and they wouldn't let me wear my glasses underneath uh-huh. the goggles. So I was like, I just fucking see blue. And like, <laughs> that's all it was for me. Like I drank a lot of salt water. And then just looked at blue. I was like, yeah, sure would have been cool if I got to see all these sweet fish. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell you when Tracy and I were about to go on our honeymoon, scuba diving was one of the excursions that we could have done. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to do it. And I told her, I'm like, listen, honey, I don't want to find out what that something creepy under boat is, Andy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but did you ever do this? Like, because we've seen the episode, Corey's dad goes into Corey and Eric's room when they're sleeping. He puts the the silver gloves, which Corey thinks are silver mittens on top of Corey's head while he's sleeping. Yeah. Did your parents ever do anything like that? My dad works. He used to be a bus for the school district. And in fifth grade, he would always kind of like clean up his bus. Like He always cleaned up his bus, but in fifth grade, he found a whole bunch of Pokemon cards that some kid left. So what he did was, he set, I guess he set the stack on my face, just like Alan did to Corey. 
And of course, me sleeping with a stack of cards on my face, just all shuffled down and fell <laughs> onto the floor. And that woke me up. I was like, huh, Pokemon cards. That's pretty that, cool. Like, that, yeah. So what about you? Did you, your dad ever give you anything sentimental or anything? Um, um, don't get me wrong. I certainly got sentimental stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing that was ever placed on my face while I was sleeping. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, like nothing like really on my face. And I kind of feel bad for his dad because his dad was so excited. He was yeah. like, you know, I'm going to be the favorite parent. I gave Corey this great gift, which it really was a great gift when we find out what it was. Yeah. But Corey wasn't thrilled because he just thought it was a silver necklace, like a, a silver necklace with a silver pennant of mittens on it, which yeah. would go over any kid's head. Yeah, especially when you're like 12 and you, you want like sports gear, you want action figures, you want comic books, you don't want, you know, jewelry. No, but I was actually shocked to see him wearing it, like be willing to wear it going into the pool. Yeah. And this is what I thought was creepy. So they're at scuba club. They're getting ready to go swimming. So this is the something creepy under the boat, Andy. This is something creepy in the studio audience, personally. <laughs> Corey takes off his shirt. The audience cheers. Yes. <laughs> Sean takes off his shirt. The audience laughs, but then they cheer. Topanga takes off her robe. And they're wooing for her. Yeah, not only woo, woo woos, but they're going <laughs> like they're giving like so fucked up. Yeah, dude, they're, dude, they're twelve. Like, why would like ha, uh, you have Disney Plus? So, have you ever watched the movie Splash? I have not. Okay, so I watched this uh, around Thanksgiving, and it was the first time I've ever seen it. And there's this scene where Tom Hanks makes out with the girl, and then she takes off. And then when she takes off, it's like a wide shot and you see her long hair. And I'm assuming that you see a brief picture of, of her butt in a wide shot like as she's going into the water. But Disney clearly re-edited it. So like she had this fake CGI hair covering her butt. So it looks like she had this weird underwear on. <laughs> now, they went through the process to digitally add in hair for this butt but they let this woos and cheers and like sexualization of of kids go why did they do that come on disney yeah it was super weird and, and watching it as an adult i feel like i kind of got creeped out watching that part and seeing yeah. how the audience was excited for it and, and cheering it on i mean not that like any of them were anything that was like mega revealing or anything but just, just still like I, I feel like yeah I feel like if Michael Jacobs was making this episode today, he would not in any way allow something like that to happen. Yeah. But like, I, I feel because I was so creeped out about it, especially now by today's standards, that I kind of feel like I lost interest in the next part of the joke where Feeney comes in as the instructor. Yeah. If they would have had it where they just made that scene about kids being awkward with their bodies and then not do the woos, they're, you know, they're just kind of like covering themselves up. If they would have did that... That would have made sense because that's perfect. Because remember when you were like 12, she went swimming with a shirt. I did. Yeah. Like I, because I was a fat kid. I had tits. So I was like, nobody look at me or I'll die. Well, if not a shirt, at least a towel. Yeah. Like you would always like wrap the towel like over your, or like a cape or something where it's covering your body. If they would have just like did that where they were just kind of like, don't look at me. Uh, I'm kind of having second thoughts on going scuba diving. Mm-hmm. If they would have did that, that would have been funny because they could have added in some like body image jokes and then have Topanga reveal herself and just go like, I'm comfortable with my body. You guys should too. That right there, it could have like 
been like a quick little yeah. thing and then go into Mr. Feeney. But yeah, the, the woos just definitely took me out of out of the scene. Well, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> but I like how Corey came home afterwards and he thought like the silver gloves were something you could just buy at the store. Yeah. Because he lost them and he was like, I'll just stop at the mall and get a pair. And then dad comes in and explains to them, which I'm blown by here. His dad never once acknowledged or told a story about boxing in the Navy. Or really mentioned he was in the Navy. Yeah, you would think that that would be the only thing he would talk about. Because this is a great story. He got the he got the silver gloves for being the second best fighter in the entire United States Navy. And I love the line where he's like, actually, I thought I won the fight because my eye <laughs> was actually hanging towards the ground or whatever. He couldn't yeah. see that it wasn't his arm raised and that there were buckets of blood. Yeah. Uh, and Which is a graphic image that he like spent like spilled out he was like buckets of blood my eye was popping out looking at his feet and his head at the same time like i was like oh that's oh that's so graphic then next on family matters why should urkel try to eat a bowl of cereal (laughs) (laughs) we can't grieve forever people (laughs) in five minutes the sun goes down on the suburbs and 55 cops with their guns drawn are betting the suburban legends go with it sean banos is craig lazenby mary lee osborne is Jamie Doyle and introducing Matthew Phillips as motherfucker Dave. All is fair in love and art. The action begins when they hit the start. Three friends are down to their last resort on making their movie are now turned to a life of crime to create the budget for their dream to become real. They're making a healthy living by making living unhealthy. Suburban Legends, Life on the Rainbow Road, also starring Haley Madison, Mike Travis, Josh Miller, Calvera Candy, and with a special appearance by Lloyd Kaufman. Suburban Legends, Life on the Rainbow Road. They're not criminals, they're artists. Suburban Legends, Life on the Rainbow Road, an MTV production written and directed by Mark McKay. Children under 17, be advised. Available now at storeenvy.com slash Mark McKay's gimmick table. That's Mark McKay. M-A-C-K-A-Y-E-S gimmick table. Yeah, who knew that Alan Matthews was such a badass? This actually leads us to uh, this week's Sponsor of the Week. This Saturday night, competing for the National Navy Light Heavyweight Boxing Championship, the challenger. Alan, the Matt Matthews, goes head-to-head with the baddest, the meanest, the ugliest guy in the military. Leonard, hello, I'm Mr. Spinelli. Watch as these two brutes go toe-to-toe in buckets of blood. Battling out live at Viking Hall with special guest referee. I'm not your number two. I'm D1 guy. That's this Saturday night. Get your tickets now at the Alhambra Arena on the corner of Rittner and Swanson. I feel like there's something else going on at that arena. Yeah, there might be something else going on around that time. But hey, they well, got no, D1 Evolve. guy. Yeah, they got D1 guy. And apparently, I forgot, Evolve is out of business. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's literally no wrestling going on there. <laughs> so we talked about this at the beginning of the episode. It's apparently Corey's birthday. Yes. Corey is going to Sean's house for dinner. Is the best lie he can make up. (laughs) 
And apparently the parents had no like actual dinner plan for his birthday either. Yeah, not gonna like, hey, we we know you love tacos. We're gonna make you tacos. Nothing. Now, have you ever done this? Have Have you ever had your brother like, okay, do me a favor, cover for me, you know, and I'm gonna go do this? Uh, not really. I mean, my parents were pretty cool about letting us like kind of go out, but like we never really did anything nefarious. What about you? I was like in a worst case scenario. I was doing something. I was like, yeah, I called my buddy Justin. I was like, hey, man, are you doing anything? He goes, no. And he thought I was asking him to hang out. I'm like, great. If I uh, if my mom asked, tell her I'm with you. And I hung up <laughs> on him when really I didn't even need to do that. I could have just said, hey, man, I need you to cover for me. Um, yeah. If anyone asked. But something interesting happened next. At least from my memory watching the show, I don't think we ever see it again. We see the camera view from Corey's point of view. While he's mm-hmm. in the pool scuba diving, he gets caught by Feeney. We don't ever see this again in the whole series. Yeah. Do you know why they did this? No, I don't know. Okay, so this is actually kind of like a production sag thing to do. Because, th- I mean, well, two reasons, really. So doing anything underwater with a child is considered a stunt so they would have to pay like find a stuntman to do it and then pay Corey a stunt bump for doing Hmm. a a quote-unquote stunt so that's why you never really see kids in cars because that's considered a stunt like in wide shots and stuff right so this is considered a stunt so that's why they shot it also when Mr. Feeney grabs Corey by the face and yanks him out of the pool. You notice that it's just the yellow lights from inside of the pool. You never actually see proper uh, set lights set up to light up the place. So I think this was also as like a quick production shoot because everything's in one shot where it's just kind of like going through. So I think they would just got a crew and a cameraman just to get this quick scene where Corey's looking for stuff and then have Mr. Feeney go like, come on, let's go get out of here. Let's get back home. So I think it was just kind of like a quick rush thing to save time and money and also thing to like save on hiring a stunt man and giving Ben Savage a, a stunt bump in his pay. That all makes sense. I can yeah. understand that. And, and you're really not taken out of the episode by what happens next. Yeah. And you do kind of get the, the funny little laugh where he then looks down at his feet and you can see the big flippers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but then we get to see him home and he's talking to his mom and dad. And of course, they're mad at him for going scuba diving by himself. Uh, there was no lifeguard on duty, nothing like that. He was acting pretty reckless. And he explained that he lost the gloves and his dad told him he no longer cares about the gloves, that he cares about Corey. And Feeney comes by and Feeney found the gloves. Corey then gives the gloves back to his father and tells him, give it back to me on the most important day of my life. And when he asks what that will be, Corey says, the day you will give them to me. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a very heavy thing for a kid to say. I yeah. thought it was a very touching moment. In Boy Meets World, we never actually see when he gives him those gloves back. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he never got them back. So like, Mr. Matthews was just like, yeah, I'm not fucking giving these back to Corey. He's just going to lose them again. But as we were but talking. But that's what fucking happened. Yes. So like we were talking before the show and then you you said you had a story for this. So like, go ahead. Like, does Corey get the gloves back? In Girl Meets World, season three, episode 12. I doubt we'll do a review of this episode. We might in the future. Who knows? But I doubt mm-hmm. we will. 
they're cleaning out the apartment. Corey finds the gloves and acknowledges, and he's like, I thought I lost these for good. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you That's- lost your father's treasured trophy silver gloves yeah. twice. So he mentioned, not only did he like get the shit kicked out of him in the Navy boxing for these gloves, this is the best he can do. Not only did he give it to him, and then he lost him, and then he talks to Corey. He goes, I thought you love these things. These are your most prized possession. And then Alan says, yes, it is. It was until you were born. And then he goes, I don't care about these gloves. I care about you. So before Corey was born, he really did care about these, these, this necklace. So like they, they meant the world to him until he had his kids. Yeah. And then Corey just fucking loses it again. But that also brings us to the Mr. Feeney lesson of the week where material things aren't important. The people you love are important. And I think that's a pretty good message for, for this episode. You do. <laughs> One point for me. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We'll have to ask our, our listeners out there if they know what the count is on the you do's between you and I. Yeah, uh, we got we to gotta find, <laughs> we got to keep score with these. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're still in the lead by a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, people are important. Material items are not. And you guys are important to us. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mark and Dan Meets World. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Anchor, on Pocket Cast, or wherever else you're listening to us. If you're on Instagram, follow us at Mark and Dan Meets World. If you're on Facebook, like Mark and Dan Meets World. For Mark Mackay, I'm Dan Brown. We'll see you next week. Do good. Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Podcast. Mark and Dan.